The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. I'm not Adonis, as you can tell. I'm much better looking. And my name's Riot Badger. You can catch me on Twitter at Riot Badger. And joining us today, we have Hannah Brad at Hannah Brad from West Coast Whites. Hello. Say hello. Say hello. Be nice. (laughs) And we've also got Mish Kateman from uh, Matching Out Together. Hello, hello. Right, so thanks very much for joining us. And uh, like we say, uh, Donis isn't with us at the minute, so I am uh, taking on uh, the monologue and everything. So please be nice to me, everybody. But subscribe anyway. No, that, w- that wasn't my plan, was it, Hannah? Is it yours? <laughs> all right, that's fair enough. Heckle, heckle all you like. That's just, uh, my last cock of others. <laughs> but if you walk out, we'll just take <laughs> Okay. But first, uh, the week began with the Mighty Whites becoming the anvil to the West Ham Hammers, running out 2-0 losers at the London Stadium in London. A stadium so London that supporters sing a verse of maybe it's because I'm a Londoner and deep throat jelly deals while asking people to kindly step in time. That last bit isn't true, but it might as well have been with the way that London curse is going. Helder Costa has joined Patrick Bamford in pre-match knee shaving in hopes of being onside for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Speaking of VAR, President of FIFA Gianni Infantino has said that waiting for VAR decisions adds another layer of adrenaline to the game. He's also gone on record to say that he also finds Crown Green Bowling electrifying and that his favourite Star Wars films are the prequels where they have the trade disputes. He's never lost a job in his life, but he believes that while the long wait for a decision on Universal Credit might leave your family starving and without clothes, it adds a really glorious expectation to the whole experience. The club announced a partnership with Leeds City College to provide a full-time education programme for young women who want to play football at a high level. And this goes a long way to break down a lot of the barriers to sport and moves us a little closer to all Leeds aren't we being an affirmation rather than a genuine question. Kiko Casilla placed a status onto his Instagram in, in Spanish that roughly translates as so bear with me with this, it took me a while. I'm sick of so many snakes in my life. I've had enough, just me and the kiddies from now on. <laughs> I hope I speak for the rest of the Peacocks in saying, inbox me, hun. And in non-Leeds-related news, victim blamers had a blinder this week as men came out in their droves to criticise women walking alone. Apparently, they think they're all from Liverpool or something. And this is a stance as stupid as blaming the aforementioned Costa's knee for being offside. It's prompted us at the Roaring Peacock to modify our Don't Be A Racist Cunt campaign again, this time to Don't Be A Rapist Cunt, and later we'll condense it to Don't Be A Cunt. And that probably just about covers it. Uh, Meghan Markle and her husband, I don't know who his name is, were on the Oprah Winfrey show talking about life in the royal family, revealing how there were concerns as to the skin tone of their child and how Meghan had to curtsy to her grandmother-in-law even when in private. The nation is splitting their support for the couple with younger people erring on the side of Harry and Meghan and older people thinking the Queen could easily take Markle one-on-one despite her advanced years. Until Sky by the pay-per-view writes for that bout, they're both left revelling in the titles they once held, becoming the Manchester United of the Royals. And finally, older person Piers Morgan has stormed off the set of Good Morning Britain after having his stance on Harry and Meghan criticised by a colleague. It was pointed out that Piers is only salty because (laughs) Meghan ghosted him. She's not going to shag you, mate. Resulting in him throwing his toys out of the pram and exiting stage left. He's since quit the show altogether, which shows that unlike Tim Vine's one-armed butler, he can dish it out, but he can't take it. 
And that's everything. Okay. That's the monologue. Oh, I got through it without stuttering. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, so um, we'll go through the podcast as a normal uh, show. So I have a recap of Monday night's game. Uh, we didn't have a, a post-match for various reasons. So we watched it and we're all suffering from it. Have we all recovered yet? So Shit. what do you guys think of the game? <laughs> One one word review. (laughs) Yeah, I started off so well. Well, apart from the stupid offside, obviously. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know why we didn't build on that momentum. Maybe we just kind of, it just actually made us worse in a way. I thought, oh, you know, Pat's put the ball in the net, even though the ball went out and, you know, Tyler scored and that's it, we're going to build on this. And then it all went shit, basically. Uh, Yeah. West Ham didn't even play yeah. that well. We were saying, no, didn't they? momentum didn't totally even... shifted. I think after that second goal was disallowed and Patrick just couldn't score. And I think, I mean, it's frustrating because we had a majority of the possession. West Ham played shit, but yeah. they finished. And that's all it's about finishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. That's the difference. And when can we defend I mean, corners? <laughs> when? When? No, well, we can't. No. That's it. We, we might as well be a, a shot on goal. Oh, they've got a corner, right, one nil. <laughs> yeah, I think the it's fine margins, isn't it? You know, we uh, we were po- properly peppering them early in the game, and I thought, right, okay, we'll do right well here. I thought because in the preview, the guy was saying there was going to be a three-one, four-one. You know, it's going to be an absolute yeah. round and stuff. I thought, well, we're nowhere near that now. Um, but yeah, we just don't take his chances. Yeah. So. But it just wasn't going to win. You could have had the goal as wide as the corner flags, and we wouldn't have scored. Um, and yeah. uh, although Pat, you know, missed his chances, and I know he's kicking himself, I'm sure of it. But uh, we've got to take them when we get them. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the substitutions were right. Not that I'm obviously Marcelo, and I, I trust in the man, the big man. But it just didn't, just didn't happen. Just didn't happen, and. Uh, I don't know. It'll come together for Chelsea. That's my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know yeah, why we <laughs> play. Well, it's great that we play so well against you know bigger clubs, but it's just frustrating. Just be consistent. So I think for me, it was it's one of them games where you could tell that West Ham were going to score at some point because we'd had that many missed chances. I thought they were going to go ahead at some point. But I always thought we'd bring it back, yeah. and we had the we had the players to bring it back. But the longer the game went on, we just couldn't see anything in there. But um, I, th- I think even Rafinha, I thought he's he's the guy that can bring it around. I don't think he had a great game, really. No, it's not like hmm. him to shoot straight at the keeper. You know, no. not, you know, nine times, ten times, I'd say normally he'd, get, he'd put it to the right, to the left, he'd put it in the place where the keeper can't get it. But yeah, uh, and I felt for Melier because I thought I actually did think before, and I know you're going to say, well, it's easy to say now, but I did. I think he's going to save this. He's just got to save yeah. it, yeah. and he did. Yeah. But, Awful. Yeah, yeah. If it had kept hold of that, I think that would have been as good as a goal for us. I think yeah. it would have gone on from that and probably smashed them. But you know, we pick yourself up. We're one yeah. win away now, I think, from safety. So yeah, and maybe yeah. one win away from winning in London. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we've got Chelsea next on our pitch, and then Fulham, and that's when we'll break us curse. So yeah. Uh, so what would you think of VAR then? So if if you could fix it now, if both of you were asked like to come up with a solution, what would you do with VAR? Well, I would um, go back to the when you're in line, you're on side rule. So stop pissing about with your stupid dotted lines and all of that shit because it doesn't work. And what happened to the when you're in line, you're on side anyway. Uh, that to me is that's the biggest one of the biggest things for me because because VAR 
I know it may be it balances itself out. It's just to me, it's these offsides that yeah. seem to be the biggest issue at the minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't know what you I, yeah. On that one. I mean, I chatted with Mish earlier and I miss having just it relying on the referee because the referee made the best decision with the tools that he had. And if it was wrong, it was wrong, but it was wrong because he saw it wrong. And now they've brought out this VAR system where they're like, oh, we're yeah. going to have to fix. Like, we'll be able to get it right. And they have the tools to get it right. And then their lines are like this. And it doesn't, it's inconsistent every single yeah. time. <laughs> one week, it might be on site, and one week, it's going to be off. It's just frustrating. They're like, well, VAR says. It's like, well, why? It's wrong. Like, how can you still be wrong? So yeah. I, I just think they need to establish more consistency with the way that they're scoring it week by week, I guess. And I think the camera angles are always funny yeah. and the lines are too thick. Like it oh just, God. it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the the lines that they use at Stockley Park are thinner, but then they have thicker lines for the broadcast, which just makes us think that they've just yeah. they've screwed it over anyway. So yeah, I, I, for me, I think they'd need to go for the Dutch league. I think it was the Dutch league. I, I might be mixing up European countries, but where they basically add a, a certain thickness of line. And unless there's um, yeah. a daylight between the two lines, it's not offside. Yeah. I think I would take that all day long because then that gives you that little margin of, of error um, and judgment. So, yeah. you know, we, we've got this until the end of the season. So I think as long as we stay up, then we can yeah. then see if they make any changes to the rule, I guess. So. I think it. I think it's working well for when the ref for pe for penalties for the most part. I mean, handball rule yeah. drives me nuts, so we're not going to go into that because we could be here all night. But yeah. um, for the for the, but then you, as you said, Hannah, you know, talk about the the, the uh, camera angles. Even then, uh, I know it was last night um, in the uh, the Man City game, and uh, and and Foden sort of stayed on his feet and it was like you know it was the, the, the guy catch him it's the angles that they just showed were just yeah. uh, you just can't get your head around it really i don't know yeah anyway it, it just seems far too fast <laughs> no it's way too no, subjective we'll, we'll come back on that to. Was to <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense yeah exactly it, it needs to be binary done it needs to be a yes or no it doesn't need That's to be mike guy. dean with his set square <laughs> does it really uh but uh, standout players from monday night then who have we got do we reckon out of Who's got the the glory in leads from the two 0 loss? Stuart Dallas. Yeah, He's so consistent. And I think, I mean, Rafina, he probably didn't have as good as a game as he has had in the past. But every time I watch him and he gets the ball, I'm like, okay, I think he could do something. So he does. He had a couple of good runs, yeah. but it's I don't know. I like I thought Roberts was taking too many touches, and that kind of in the final third, attacking third for us just messes everything up. We lose possession. We have to reset. It's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch when we won't score. Yeah, I think I, I put a tweet out and saying that the ideal time to release the ball is the average time that Tyler yeah. Roberts releases the ball ideal. minus 35 seconds. Because he gets the ball and he just will overrun it or it'll get lost in his feet and he's, the pass has gone. And you see the pass about four yeah. or five minutes before he does. Um, I don't know what future he's got at Leeds. No, he, he I mean, did it against South. He did. He made the right pass against Southampton, but it's not enough. It's not enough times, is it? Like you said. Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah, I, I thought Alioski had had a good game um, when he came on. Uh, I know that uh, obviously there's rumours flying around about him where he's going next, which is a bit gutting, um, especially to that particular team. But uh, yeah, I, I did think he yeah. played well when he came on. To be honest with you, yeah. I thought Yorente as well. Yeah. I thought he had a couple that of good one. attacking balls as well. There's one good through ball that started a really good chance. Which you know, if he kicks yeah. on and he's he's going to be great, isn't he? Yeah, so. I noticed that he seemed to be the player that coming out from the back, apart from obviously uh, Coops, that was looking to make something happen. He wasn't just. Yeah. Um, I think when uh, when strike gets it or, or you know it always goes that wide it'll go to uh, you know to um, ailing whatever but he was looking he was yeah. looking up all the time like Calvin does what what pass can I make what what over the top ball yeah. what through ball and that's interesting because I don't we haven't yeah. had that for a while so no I guess Ben White was good at that yeah um, he was good at carrying forward and stuff but that's kind of who we're trying to replace with both cock and um, yeah. with your <laughs> It's so, a funny yeah. tweet where That's people good. were saying that you can never say Ben or White. It's always Ben White. <laughs> you know what? No. You're right. White. You can't, can you? <laughs> that's, just, that's just his one name. He's got one name like Rafina, Ben White. He's <laughs> yeah. the Brazilian Brighton defender, Ben White. Yeah. I'm gonna that's gonna be something that I'm gonna catch welcome. myself on my speech every single time I say it now. <laughs> Thanks. You're just wrecking my brain. That's the Twitter queen. You better be where no. she knows everything at the Wolves on. Yes, yes, I know she knows everything. My word. Yeah. I, I I said to Hannah that nobody knows my birthday because I don't talk about my birthday, I don't celebrate my birthday, it's a different story altogether. And she went, No. It's this. I went, Oh, okay. Whoa. Freaky. I need to burn my house down now. Yeah, so she's not <laughs> yeah. only the Twitter queen, she's a stalker. Correct. Wow. I'll see if she knows where mine is later. <laughs> I'll, I'll find don't, it. Don't tempt it. Do it. not tempt it. It's it's not good. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's Monday night's uh, game gone. And then obviously, uh, Kiko Casilla didn't make the bench and it was Caprile who was the substitute keeper, which then a coincidence, apparently, uh, that there was a status on his Instagram saying that he was, you know, I can't remember the, the the full text of it, but it was saying that he's going through difficulty and that he can walk away and things like that. And obviously people have latched onto it thinking it's related to Leeds. Uh, he's since come out and said that it's not, but what do you guys think? Do you reckon it's too much of a coincidence? I mean, with the timing and everything, just not made the bench. And I don't, yeah, I think it's too much of a coincidence. And the fact that we like, destroyed him after his last game he started and he let in a lot <laughs> he's just not our favorite We're not, i don't even like think about the racism no <laughs> <laughs> oh yes forget that it's fine and um, for me it's it's really difficult because like i think everybody's everybody's capable of change everybody's capable of improvement but I've not seen anything like that from Casilla. I've not seen an effort for him to improve his game. If you know, if we remove the the whole um, racism charge out of that, which we shouldn't do really, but just take him just yeah. on being a player. Um, I've not seen the improvement that's made him. Mm-hmm. He's not challenged for his place, and on his what one point yeah. seven five billion pound a year contract that he's on, is he worth keeping? But, um, someone said. I didn't see this particular game, although I do get the under-23s sort of uh, come through when they're playing. Um, not the last game, a couple of games ago, I think, he played for the under-23s and he was playing really well. He was playing 
pretty good. That's the that's kind right. of the only thing that I've heard that that's positive uh, in that respect. But um, yeah, to not make the bench, although we do hear that Marcelo's is does support him and does value him and has time for him and stuff. Um, so it's, it's kind of a bit of a conflict, really, isn't it? In that respect. Yeah, yeah. What would you guys do if you had the decision, and and Kiko Casilla was your second choice keeper? What decision would you make? By Joe Hart. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't. I don't have. I don't have. I don't know why. I, I just don't have time. If there's racism that's been in there, to me, there's. I don't know. It's there's a reason for it. The club didn't sort of. Well, the club didn't say much about it, but um, yeah. There's. I think. It's it's sometimes there's a fine line between what people say and not there's, the, there's this whole thing in Spanish it's not it's not racist the language that he used apparently, but um, it, uh, it it just there's just a fine line you just got to be super careful so I think I don't know I think I would uh, yeah I would it ship seems them like out. I mean all the lads are on Instagram and Twitter and post when they hang out together and stuff he seems very disconnected like even when he was playing I feel like he maybe didn't really have the friendships that some of the other players have together. And he's kind of a bit of a, I don't know, a bit isolated. So I just don't know if he's meshing yeah. well. No, and you'd expect him to well, mesh well because yeah, he's been he's, here, what is this, his third season now? And I mean, so, he came yeah. up with these guys, got promoted to the Premier League, like biggest thing ever to do. So you'd think the relationship would be a bit better. I'd probably get rid of him. Yeah. I saw on the glorious one of the stupid Facebook groups that I follow, which I shouldn't follow, but it's so funny. Like you can't not follow it. It's like looking at the sun and you shouldn't do it, but you do it anyways. Somebody was like, oh, so the, uh, I don't know his name. You said his name, whoever was the backup keeper for our last. Yeah. 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 They're like, why don't we just ship out uh, Kasia and uh, Melier and just keep him. It's like, He's only 19. Like, you don't peak as a goalie until you're, like, <laughs> mid to late 20s. Like, what are you talking about? I think it has yeah. likes and, like, yeah, 100 so, comments. I'm like, okay, he's getting destroyed. I won't look at it. <laughs> Unless you cast the schmack yeah. where you peak at 34. I think it's because of the blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not that's, at 34 yeah, yet, it. so maybe I'll peak that's then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not talk about my age. Thank you. Announcing to the world that you're a keeper, Hannah. I mean, there's confidence and there's confidence. No, do not. No, no Twitter men. None of my DMs. I have enough. No more. <laughs> Leave me alone. He also said he wants to be at Leeds till he dies. Yeah, so I, I got sent this um, just before we came, came on air. Um, let me find it. So apparently the quote is, I go from day to day thinking I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. Now, you could either take that one way or the other, because I read that and thought, I feel like that about my job as well, uh, but not in the same glowing terms. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's found his place now? Do you reckon where his new spiritual home other than... Yeah, I think he really uh, likes uh, it. The old, old boys. You know, and I mean, if you didn't like a job and it was public facing... And you went to the same coffee shop all the time and got harassed by people that support the team that you work for or whatever. You'd like get over. I think you'd get frustrated and you stop going to the coffee shop and you'd stop 
walking around and you're, he's, he can make enough money that he can have someone go get his groceries. I think he just likes it. He likes integrating with the people. He talks all the time about how important the city is and the fans are. And to be honest, he hasn't really, just like some of the players, they haven't really gotten the full, you know, like he had a decent amount of time where fans were allowed to, in the ground, but I don't know. The coronavirus the last year is totally, I think, separated the job from the people and yeah agreed I mean I think Anna's right I think he I think he does love people and he's got he's got time for everyone and uh and like you said if you didn't like if you don't like your job yeah. and he has you know, I mean he has support from uh, yeah. the owners and you know he's getting the money that he yeah. wants and he's hopefully going to be able to buy some players in the summer to do what he wants and the players are reacting well to him uh you know that maybe weren't doing great two seasons ago. He's been able to work really well with them. And I think he's just, there's so many like positives that yeah. are going on. He's getting the results for the most part. We're mid table right now. I know there's a few games left, but to come up and hopefully finish mid table is outstanding. I said, I hope we finish mid table, like above 13th. And then of course I was a cocky bitch the first couple of weeks. And I was like, Oh, we fucking beat Liverpool. We're going to finish top four. I don't talk like that anymore, but you, oh god! You know we yeah, didn't beat sorry. Liverpool, right? I, it felt like a win. It felt like a win. <laughs> we nearly beat Liverpool. Like is what she meant by that? That was me. That was me at the 80th minute. Company, so. We beat Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when I think back of it, it feels like we won. It's like it, until I see the scoreline of far, oh, we we actually lost that, but. I remember like going out afterwards and having a few beers and I was celebrating that we so proud. I you yeah. know when you just because we all thought we got both Premier League, Liverpool's our first game, you know, uh the, they're the champions, we're the champions. Um and we just didn't know how it was gonna go. And everyone thought as long as we don't get a, you know an absolute walloping, it will be all right. Yeah. But we didn't, not yeah. just that, but we just we came out and we we showed them. We, we we really did. And if it wasn't for stupid penalty decisions once again, and Mo Salah, um, you know, we'd have we'd have we just held our own against them. It was and that was that's that's a setup for the rest of the season. You know, Bielsa ball the whole thing. Uh, yeah, okay, we've we've lost some games, but every single game that we've lost, I feel we've we've still gone back in that second yeah. half and tried to win it. Um, you know, Bexford said it quite quite succinctly on Twitter um, about the fact that, you know, he thought we could, as we always do, we thought we could still come back and get into it in the second half. Um, and I said, we never stop trying. And to which he liked my tweet. I'm swelling. <laughs> yeah, that's always good, isn't it? And welcome to Stats to the Roaring Peacock. Thank you very much for joining us again, mate. Um, so what stats have you got for us this week? Well, as, as you're probably well aware, as everyone's cotton on to, it's Marcello's uh, 1,000th day in charge. <laughs> uh, the first Marcello. Good lad. I keep doing it. I keep doing it. Uh, and he's the first head coach to do that since uh, Simon Grayson back in 2011. Obviously, got second in 2012. Chelsea, they haven't done the double over Leeds in the top flight. And I'm going to tempt fate here. So it's 1935-36. Yeah, but you did say this the same thing. About West- I said that against West Ham, didn't I? Mm. Yes. Uh, and they haven't done the, t- the double over Leeds since 88, 89, just before Howard Wilkinson was in charge. Uh, Paddy will reach 100 games uh, in a lead shirt on Saturday. 
the tenth player in the squad to do so. And if he does score on Saturday, which I hope he does against one of his former clubs, he'll become the first Leeds player since Matt Viduka in season 2000-2001 to score home and away in the Premier League against Chelsea. And I think off the top of my head, the only player to do so, to score home and away uh, against Chelsea in the top flight, in the Premier League at least. Cool. So that's a good bet for me then. Um, let's see if that works. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not doing so, very well in my bets recently, so uh, if I've, I've stopped betting, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think having having the book is closed has done a done me a huge favour. Right. So, yeah, it's worked out quite nice. I don't have an online account. I think it's best that way. I'll be throwing money yeah, away. When the fun stops, stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> There's your advertisement. How much did I pay for that? Uh, I don't know. I'll, they'll probably give me some free bets. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. Yeah. So yeah, um, any stats about from the West Ham game that were interesting, or have we got any sort of insight that should show us that we're safe and we're not going to go down? <laughs> please, please. Uh, I, I've, I've been trying to look at this, and I know people are getting carried away because Fulham have beaten Liverpool and what have you. Everyone's beating Liverpool at the moment uh, in the Premier League. Touch what? Hopefully, it was in April. Looking at it, it'll take a combination of results that Fulham have to win, what, three or four more games than Leeds. Brian have to win three or four more games. Brian play Newcastle next week. We can't both get three points. Newcastle's running is horrendous. Brian's running is horrendous. Mathematically, Leeds probably need six points to be absolutely certain of staying in the Premier League. For me, they probably need three points. They'll be fine. We're not getting relegated. I say that now on a podcast. If we do, you can blame no, me. It's, it's the Phil Hay nailed uh, on thing all over again. Yeah. Yes, after after waiting against Brighton in the playoffs four years ago. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll be absolutely fine. I can't see how we get sucked into it. We might finish 15th, but to me, as I've kept saying, when we got promoted, the aim was to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you got in your build from there. Look at Burnley, they've been in the Premier League what, since the end of the 16-17 uh, season and keep building. So all you do is that one first season and then you build from there. Yeah, I think we'd all take that as well, wouldn't we? We'd all take 15th right now. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so anything else that you want to and share with us? Or Yes, uh, looking forward to it. I've said a little bit looking forward to it. It's Mother's Day on uh, on Sunday. So uh, I have got my mother a nice little present. I don't know if they can be able to see this. Oh, Mum, thank you for uh, always so being yeah, amazing. So me and Emma. Love you lots, Andrew and Emma. Yes. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. So that's an exclusive. <laughs> so just... <laughs> it's, it will be wrapped. <laughs> Before Sunday, right. so mother, if you're watching, yeah, if that's mom's watching, so, yeah, you surprise is a bit spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, looking forward to that, and and hopefully before, obviously we'll do it next week. Can we please win in London before before the end of the season? I'm sick of this London record. Yeah, it's awful, 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 awful. So yeah, cool. So now you've got to do you've yes. got to do your catchphrase, mate. Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Bye. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye. 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 Am I supposed to get my mom <laughs> nice things like that? I just get her wine because that's all she wants. <laughs> if that's what she wants, that's what she wants. So, I mean, I've got my mom flowers and she rang me to thank me for him just now. And uh, I'm <laughs> sure she'd, she'd prefer wine, to be quite honest. But. <laughs> Well, I've seen a I've seen a, a Leeds United card. Yep. That I'm hoping my kids get me if they've been thinking <laughs> enough. Um, and it's it's one of those ones where it's got the cartoon of Marcelo with his translator by the side of him, and he's saying something nice about, you know, fant- have a fantastic Mother's Day or something like that. So yeah. it's well good. I can't get my mum that because she's a Leeds United fan just by. 
the fact that my dad is, but she knows nothing, right. and I mean nothing about football. Absolutely <laughs> zip. In fact, she came to watch me play football once, half time, second half starts, and she goes, "How are they going the wrong way?" And it just, that, that's pretty much. And then she shouts at goalkeepers for stopping that's my fair. shots from going in. So, um, yeah, well, you know. And then my dad's my dad's there going, "Missy for England," and that, you know, it's. Uh, now I live down here and I play for for a local Hinkley side, <laughs> so they, they haven't seen me play, but which is quite good. But uh, there you go. Yeah. Just don't tell them where you play. You don't want that embarrassment. No. <laughs> it's never good. <laughs> well, nobody can come watch these days. So hopefully we're getting back to grassroots at the end of the month. So fingers crossed. Yeah, that's good. I'm looking forward to get back in playing because it's been it's been too well. I'm not. I am. I am. And if I'm just imagining that I'm fit enough to play, but I'm I'm definitely not. Uh, well, lockdown has been hard. Yes, so. I know what you mean. The only exercise I've had is yeah. trip to the fridge. Yep, same. Yep, open the bag of Red Leicester mini cheddars. Uh, that is the exercise for the week, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay. So we'll move on to International Women's Week then. So that's um, partly why we've got you guys on, uh, so we can represent our female fan that's base, loose, our knowledgeable female loose. fan base as well. Um, and it. <laughs> I did say I did say to Hannah that you know we want as knowledgeable female fan base on, but they're all busy, so I'm asking you, um, <laughs> which is very harsh, and I'm really sorry. Uh, but to take a, a serious bit of a turn on the podcast, so we've obviously seen the news, uh, the Sarah Everard case, uh, and what's happened there. Uh, for the people who have not probably kept up to the news, um, this is a, a young woman that was out visiting a friend at a friend's house and went missing, and then um, a police officer has been arrested on suspicion of being involved in her going missing and then that has gone into a murder case and it's, it's brought up this big online debate with all the people of saying oh well what was she doing outside why was she breaking lockdown and it brings up that whole victim blaming thing again uh, so i'm probably less qualified to talk from that experience so you guys will be a lot more qualified than i am what does this sort of lack of progress make you feel like when this comes up again for me, it's uh, it's gutting. It's it's really gutting that, that women have to feel that way. That that people are saying, "Don't leave the house. Don't go out in the dark. Don't go, don't go from one home to another. Don't walk in the dark." And um, we shouldn't have to feel like that. And um, I get I get that why people are saying, "Don't don't do those things." Um, we should be able to do those things in this day and age however there are unfortunately some sick people and it's even more upsetting that this person was a allegedly a, a police officer that's uh, committed this crime yeah. the people that we should that should be protecting us that we that we most trust and um you want to be able to walk out i've got a daughter she lives in london um i'm you know if i was to think about it all day every day i'd be like yeah. don't you leave the house ever um but I can't you can't think like that we we can't protect them every day of the week and um it's it is a gutted thing and I I saw something on Twitter today um about a, a man who had posted that he wanted advice from women about what he could do if he was walking home and there was a woman in front of him and he wanted to make sure that she felt safe that he wasn't going to attack her or do anything like that what can I do and it it kind of opened my eyes and it was a, it was wonderful that he was asking that question but to be honest yeah. there aren't any clear answers on it because he can cross if he's able to cross to the other side of the road people were suggesting does he overtake the woman so that she does he doesn't feel she doesn't feel that he's following her but then that could feel daunting if someone's overtaking you there isn't there isn't a right and wrong answer and it's it's 
absolutely horrendous that I'm sure that the majority of men would never even think about this kind of a, a, a crime. But, you know, that's that's how it is and that's the world we live in. And it's it's so I don't know how I'm going to ask Anna because she's in L.A. And, uh, you know, how is yeah, it? How do you it's, feel it's about it? sad. And I think a lot of the responses that I saw where people were either. I think the easiest thing right now is to victim blame just on anything with covid like when you found out that somebody got COVID, it was like, well, what the fuck were you mm. doing? And it's just, it's like people are yeah. faceless on Twitter and just feel like they can say whatever the hell they want. Um, so that's like obviously an issue, but at, on this issue in particular, there's no one answer. Like I know I would never go outside for a walk by myself in the dark. It just, it's just something that I just would make the decision to not do that. Even if I had to get from point A to point B, I would call someone. I'm not blaming her. I'm just like, this is just what you have to do just because it's just how life is. And it's, yeah. And it's you not, feel safe, don't it's you? not our fault and it's not men in general's fault. It's just like, how is, is there even a solution to this? Cause I feel like there's always going to be sick people in the world. So it's just, do you need to just be smarter? I mean, there's honestly, I've been followed in the middle of the day, like at a grocery store and like followed out to my car. I've been at a bar watching a Leeds game a few weeks ago and a dude came up to me and full on grabbed me and like tried to pull me into the um, like building. Like it's just, it's just, it's just what, it ha it's sad. It's Shit. what happens. Like there's no, I don't mm. know if it, yeah. It's. I think there's there's a there's two things there, isn't there? There's there is saying, yeah, this is the world as it is, and you've got no. to kind of protect yourself. But the world shouldn't be like that. And I think the the problem with the victim blaming stuff that I've seen, the best the best demonstration of it is, I think somebody from the Greens uh, threatened to bring in a curfew, yeah. a six pm curfew for men in the UK. And everybody's going, oh, you know, it's not all men, it's not all men. And the, the whole point of that is that's never going to get put through. But what that should make you think is, you know, why is it such an outrage to ask men to stay in past 6 p.m. when yeah. culturally we expect women to stay in and stay, you know, it's dark, you're, you're home and you can't go out. So why is it such an outrage? And that should start the thinking to, oh, well, maybe there is an inequality. Maybe we should do this. Yeah. Maybe we should speak to our young boys and, you know, speak to kids and stuff like that and, and build up that that equality but i don't think the 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 gray matter of twitter is no. big enough to find the subtleties in that reference but you know it's it is a, a terrible thing to to think that i mean everybody is as fear uh, out at night like guys probably have the fear of violence and stuff like that but i think it's it's a lot less than every woman who leaves their house while it's dark has got to think do i wear headphones do i ring ahead you know am i going to should i take a taxi should i do this and th that's not something that goes through no. a guy's brain at all so yeah should i carry a mace spray yeah how do i yeah do i take should i get involved and take self-defense classes because that way i can defend yeah. it's, it's horrendous yeah. to have to think like that very sad yeah absolutely I, and you know it's, it just shows we haven't really come so far in, mm -hmm. in probably 10 20 years you know and this, yeah, i mean so, sorry you, well the scary yeah, thing think, is like okay sorry, i don't know a lot about the details of this case but um if the cop was like yeah. in uniform in a police car you know you expect to be safe in that instance like if a police officer pulls up to you so 
it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, position of trust, isn't it? Really. I mean, whether he's, I don't think he was. I think he was um, in some sort of special unit. I don't know. I'm pretending now. Uh, I have read it, but uh, pressure to remember. Um, but yeah, th- either way, I think there's a position of trust that has just been totally betrayed. Either way. Yeah, so. I think this is why it's more gutting than. Uh, I mean, there's many incidents like this that happen that we know of, but this particular one, because it was uh, a member of the police force, is making it even harder to get your head around and uh for the police themselves as well uh they're they're in shock you know the police force themselves because it's one of their own um it makes it even i don't know a million times worse than it was in the first i just wish we could get to a place where we weren't victim blaming and being dicks on twitter like i get like we can be dicks about football but i just think there's certain topics i just don't understand how the the type of shit that comes out of people's mouths or thumbs no, it it does seem that there's a there's a want to find the chink in the armor of the story and be different. And I'm I'm the tall yeah. poppy. Look at me with my opinion, and it, that's that's what I've just seen today. And it's it's disgusting. Yeah. There's there's somebody's life at the end of this. And all your question is, well, yeah. it's locked down. Why wasn't she inside watching that's Netflix a dis- like the rest of us? Disconnect. I think at the end of the day, like the, I think the solution is men yeah. and women realizing that it is other people. Like it's not just a topic. It's not just a debate mm-hmm. point. It's like this was a woman's life, and there's women that you know directly that go through similar instances that I have been attacked or have been followed before or are scared. So we just we need to do a better job mm-hmm. at putting a face on these things and realizing the severity of them. And it's just it's very disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, I think much like racism, where it's not good enough to not be just not be racist, you've got to be anti-racist. Yeah. I think it's the same with with this as well. And I, I was I was really pleased to see uh, in one of the WhatsApp groups that I'm in that organises the five side football. So it's a, a group of lads, <laughs> and you expect laddish humour. Uh, and a, a one guy put a really ill-advised image uh, that kind of linked uh, domestic Ooh. violence to Liverpool. Um, you've probably seen it. Somebody's somebody's already shared it. Wow. And to a man, everybody called it out and said, this, is, this isn't funny. You know, th- you know, this is really, really shit. Why, why would you even find this funny? And he ended up deleting it, apologising, which th- that is a, a very glacial and small move from, <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> to actually calling it out. So it's really good to see that, you know, we are seeing them sorts of moves. Maybe I just yeah. associate it with half-decent people. But uh-huh. There's some Liverpool fans in there, so probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good. I, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned about the 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 tactics of not being intimidated while on out on the street. I mean, I've, that's come into my head quite a lot while I was, I've been running. Um, I don't run so much now because lockdown is like pizza. Um, so I've found when I've been running, I've been behind a, a woman running. It's like, I've had to bust a gut to get past because I don't want to spoil her run mm-hmm. because I'm thinking if I was, if I looked behind me and th- saw somebody intimidated, I don't think I'm intimidating, yeah. but I might look intimidating to others. Um, I wouldn't want to spoil their exercise, so I've busted a gut to get past and, you know, try to do that. That's the only thing that I can think to do. I bet you were like busting a gut as well, because I bet she was well faster was. than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's faster than me. And it definitely Unless wasn't a show the off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or that's KFC it. down the road. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, no, I don't run to that gunk car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no that's, uh, that's just good to, to call out and just get your guys' opinion on it. So that's really good. Uh, so we'll probably go on to football matters again and bring that back up. So some good news. Cool. Uh, Harry Kuehl has been sacked by Oldham. <laughs> I did hear so that. So how, how, do, <laughs> how do we feel about that? Do we feel sorry for him? Oh, is, is there any sort of sympathy we have? I'm just a softie at heart, and I, I, I know, I know all of obviously what happened at the time, and yeah, left under a big old dark cloud. But I don't know. I've got a soft spot for the for the man, so I, I feel for him in that respect. But the other part of me that doesn't is going. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. we balanced it out. Yeah, what do you reckon spoiled his legacy more? The way that he left, or the fact that he joined Galatasaray? Do you reckon? Good question, I guess. Maybe it's just a bit of both. Um, how are we going to feel if Alioski joins Galatasaray? I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's another, another question that's as well. I feel like Gal- uh, Alioski is going to be forgotten, which is sad. But Kuehl was like a legend. Hero. That and the timeliness of yeah, it. Like it was this is, way closer to the events that happened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the debate has been that uh, Kuehl was around when uh, Chris and Kevin lost their lives yeah. and that made it all the more painful that he went to join them. Um, and therefore, it doesn't make it as impactful if Alioski goes. But for me, I still wouldn't want him to go to Galatasaray. Yeah. I'd rather him go to any club, barring mm-hmm. probably those that play in red. Um, and I'd be happy, you know, he's been... I wouldn't want him to sully the, the legend yeah. of him being part of that team that got us promoted. That's that's the thing for me. I think if he goes to Galatasaray, I'd, yeah, it it sours yeah. it for me. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, Harry Kuehl has been accused by the owner of Oldham of destroying the club's legacy. <laughs> so he's done well. Yeah, he's had a he's had a good work, um, Harry. Okay, so I think last thing to cover then is the looking forward to Chelsea. Then, uh, so it's Tuchel's first visit to Ellen Road. Um, we've got our pitch to deal with. It looks like it's growing potatoes currently. Um, but the good news there is uh, Robin Cox back yeah. in training. He's going to play an under-23s game. So might feature, maybe. What do we reckon to that game? Are we worried? We show up. Mm. I think we'll show up. I don't know. And I think Berardi's going to be on the bench. So maybe he yeah, can so. come in and break some ribs. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Premier League gets oh. out of Berardi. And we're long studs. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Rank. All of you, get your rugby studs in from the start, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, I, I got sent a video on WhatsApp, and I don't know if it's supposed to be shared along, but I did share it, um, of the pitch, and it's in a very, very bad state. It looks a lot worse than it does it on the, on the TV. Uh, basically, it's like my hair. Um, it's just non-existent anymore. <laughs> just mud. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> I didn't know where I was that like, was going then what? for a second. <laughs> Is he going to get his hair out and it's got caked in mud or something? I didn't, didn't quite Basically, you, you, it used to be quite a lush plain surface and it's not anymore. Respect. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, so we, I want to feel hopeful about the Chelsea game. Uh, I'm always an optimist. Well, I say I'm always an optimist. <laughs> Sometimes I'm pessimistic about my optimism. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like we haven't we haven't sort of switched it on for a couple of games, and I think that Bielsa will be, uh, yeah, on the backs. And let's let's just we've got maybe we'll put Rodrigo in start. I don't know. Maybe he'll start ahead of Cleek. He looked exhausted. Have a good game on last uh, game. Yeah. 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 He does. 
Do you know, Click has been terrible How since he signed that camera. Burn it. Is that what it Take is? it back. Take it yeah. back. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, I might, yeah, I might have to do some sort rash. of like voodoo or something. <laughs> I Didn't he have one game we came off the bench because he had to, because I can't remember who got injured. Maybe it was Rodrigo when he did when he got injured, but he came off the bench and had a good game. But yeah, but since then he's lost his shooting boots and um, I don't know. Maybe when he came off the bench, he did he played well because he was trying to prove yeah. that he deserved. I think his place. we had a, a good point yeah. when we talked a couple of days ago that this sounds silly, but this is the first season for a couple of these guys in the first couple of seasons where we're not fighting for promotion. We're not exactly fighting against relegation. Like we are, but we're not exactly like we're mid table still. We're, I think we'll be all, all right. So it's like, no, not are they just kind of chilling? Like, do they, are they, are they not really like, <laughs> I just, I feel like there isn't really a fire under some of them. Like, yeah, they're just Incentive. like, all right, back to work. And I think it's been tough with the injuries and defense like all season I mean um Shriek just full-on didn't make the bench at all when he'd been starting so I think it's hard for a team to have a different yeah. back four every time especially when the way that we play there's a lot of instances when we're playing out of the back so if it's different players with different midfielders and every team goes through injuries but I just we haven't had consistency in our lineups at all so it's just no, I think Stroke, Stroke was injured, oh, wasn't he? Was. he? That's what I heard yeah. that, he, yeah. that he didn't make the squad. But. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 a difficult thing because I, I think also the expectation from the fan base as well, because we've come from being a fan base that yeah. top two was the bare minimum, and anything less than top two, and it was a crap season. Like we might as well have been relegated. So we've kind of still yeah. got a hangover from the championship expectations. Like fifteenth isn't good enough. Yeah. When really it's absolutely fine. Just chill, and we'll buy some more players next year. We might finish eleventh, yeah. and then I mean, buy some more. We might West finish Hammond sixth, season. and you know we'll get into your. They almost got stuff, relegated so. last season, and now they're bloody yep. fifth. Well, they have to do what Leicester does. Remember, I'm uh, married to a Leicester fan. And after the, was it the third season of after promotion and they won the league? So, you know, it's anything. We're having that Ameri- possible after American that. money's That's coming in. By DePaul, so I can stare at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we did this the other night, and it was, obviously, could we, could we talk about LL Cool J and why he's getting free shirts? Um, because. Yeah, and why aren't we? And why aren't yeah. we? This is what, this is our plea <laughs> for, for, you know, to, uh, to all the you know guys, the chair, everybody. Um, obviously, LL Cool J can afford whatever he wants to to buy if he wants to buy lead shirts with his name on the back, all of them. Uh, but yeah, mm. uh, and and also a plea to maybe get a ladies' cut in the away shirts as well. You know, just for the, for the female <laughs> figure. Thank you very much, because because uh, the home shirt fits as you can see quite nicely. I just but, have. Uh, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I leave a lot. He's, he's, yeah, it's I so got, weird that the shirts have got different fits, isn't it? Yeah. Looks like I'm wearing trash bags, but um, it's fine. <laughs> That's just me no. All you the literally time. wear trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <No>. So, <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> we'll bring it to a um, yeah, so thanks guys for joining us. Um, if you want to check back with us, we will have the youth podcast uh, on your favourite podcast player. I will be back with a preview of the Chelsea game with a bit more in-depth um, worrying and foreboding and foreshadowing. 
And we'll be back next week with the main cast. So thanks very much for joining us. Lease, 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 lease. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Clifford Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.